When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut up, man? Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is your final Thursday Sup Podcast of the Trump administration. I have never done a Sup Podcast outside of the Trump administration. Oh, I don't think anyone has. No, nobody has. Yeah. Truly the end of an era. Truly, yeah. Um, I'm excited for it to end. (laughs) Yeah, because even when we weren't daily, we always did it on Thursday. So it's, I don't know, hits different. Last Mm -hmm. Thursday pod with Trump in office. How are you feeling after yesterday? We had, Sup had an exciting day yesterday. We had a very exciting day yesterday. Um, We made a video and so AOC had that fucking like amazing Instagram live and she's just like so good at speaking. It's wild. She's just like a very good communicator and is very passionate. And so I was watching it and I was like, oh, this part is really good. And we, so we like cut it and we like put some like, you know, we made a video out of it. We made it like a, our own edit. And then she, and, and she retweeted it. Within like 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes. Well, it's funny because we were texting and I was like, wow, this video has so many views. And she must have already retweeted it at that point. I think she had. I think she had, but I wasn't. I was like, that would have been too quick. I thought I saw other people retweet it and I thought it was it was bubbling up from there, but she did like right away. It's very interesting. We we must have someone in her, but we must have someone's eye or ear in her bubble. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of like, I think congressional staffers and people on the inside, like even if the lawmakers don't follow Mm stuff, like people know. And I think it gets to them. Like I'm convinced that Hillary Clinton's team saw my joke about delete your account. When when <laughs> Twitter banned him, because then within 45 minutes, they had joked about it. But it's, I don't know. It's kind of an obvious joke. But we were yeah. very pleased. We love AOC. AOC is welcome on the podcast anytime. This is, I this mean, is the year. It was like, I was like, gonna. I it motivated me to work out. You know what I mean? It gave me that like push. I was just like, I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to exercise. And then I was like, oh my God, woo. Yeah, love it. Well, then she needs, we just need to get like a congresswoman we stand every day to engage with our content. Then we could do Uh, that. And then I will, and then I will have energy. That's all I need. Yeah. I'll get, I'll stop (laughs) drinking coffee. I'll stop taking Adderall. Please (laughs) just give me compliments. That was the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, On that note, so I mentioned this at the end of yesterday's podcast. I'm going to do it at the beginning of today's. If you like the pod and you've been enjoying it and it's helped you get through 
this administration, this week, this month, any period of time, please go ahead and rate and review us in iTunes. If you haven't already, it doesn't have to be a whole long thing. It just signals that people are enjoying the podcast and others should check it out. We wouldn't keep asking you if we didn't feel like it was a simple thing you could do that has like a big return for us. So please check it out. If you have some time and you haven't already, drop us a line. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. And I just said how much it motivates me. I need need positive reinforcement to do, to live my life. Please, please leave a review. So Brian, (laughs) for every review we get, Brian will spend half an hour on the treadmill. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're just going to be swole by the time we get back Uh in the office together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's get into the news. President Trump has officially become the first president ever to be impeached twice. Trump now makes up half of all presidential impeachments. 10 Republicans ultimately broke party ranks to vote with Democrats to impeach him, citing his role in inciting a mob to kill them just a few days ago as a pretty compelling reason. I guess that's their motivation. But many, many House Republicans attempted to excuse the president's actions. 93% of them voted against impeachment. Reactions to what you saw yesterday. Were you watching TV all day like I was? Thankfully, no, I was not. Um... I was trying to like check in and out, you know, as much as I could, but um, I was just like working. But everything that I've seen or heard from a Republican side has just like infuriated me. You know what I mean? Like, because it's just gaslighting to the umpteenth degree, you know what I mean? Like to talk about anything other than the fact of what happened. You know what I mean? Like there's no denying the facts. And so they're talking about like Hollywood and random (laughs) shit and cancel culture. And it's like, okay, let's bring this back. Let's bring this conversation. Like if I was like, it's like if I, if I was a professor and I asked for an essay about an impeachment and you started talking about Robert De Niro, I would be like, what the fuck are you like? (laughs) F fail. Like truly. I mean, I can't believe that. Jim Jordan wore a jacket to give that speech to save <laughs> of all times mm-hmm. to talk about cancel culture. A mob just tried to cancel your actual life, sir. The weird yes. thing about this happening a week out from the end of the term, and I'm not saying no Democrats did this, but it became just a chance for all of them to sort of make their final statement, their closing argument about why they supported him overall and because there's been, they could have, this should have happened after Charlottesville. This should have happened after El Paso. This should have happened after the synagogue attack. And so it's, it sort of provided them an opportunity to clear their names. I mean, they all sounded like absolute clowns. None mm-hmm. of them were convincing. Matt Getz was booed for saying that, uh, for, for bringing up the BLM protesters. Yeah. Jim Jordan said, cancel culture. Minority leader Kevin McCarthy said that Trump bears responsibility, but was like, eh, we need to look into it more. We need to censure him. We have everything we need. It was the actual building that you're in. I don't understand. Like, I'm curious what happens outside of Congress, if anything does, because when you look at this, it's and everyone talks about how this is just like a crime. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't understand. So I'm like, so all these people are being arrested right now who took part in this insurrection, you know, however many it is right now, like nine, over 90 or something, right? And... Um, so like, why wouldn't you be arresting Don Jr., Eric Trump, Lara Trump, Trump, whatever the fuck her name is, um, Eric, like, like, you know, all of those people who spoke at that rally 
and then told them we are going to fight. This is your last chance. We like they are on tape inciting a rally, uh, inciting this mob to go attack the Capitol building, and these people clearly had intentions to do fucking harm to people to real do some serious harm. And thank God that they were unsuccessful. It is going to be frightening. That's what that's what it is going to be frightening. The fucking information that comes out after this, like in the, in the, in the days and weeks and months, like after, cause there's going to be investigations. We're going to fucking learn things. And even that, AOC then, was saying, she's like, I had a very close encounter that I'm traumatized by that I just can't talk about yet for security reasons. Yeah. Ayanna Presley, she spoke and her chief of staff spoke about how they had to like barricade themselves in her office and they went to go touch the panic buttons under her desk and they had all been stripped out. And she had been, they were confused really? because they'd used them before. No one said anything about them being like, what the fuck is that about? Like, there's so many, uh, and then there's like all of these, like Washington Post has like reported things about like, you know, them having like pre-prior planning potentially with like people within Congress. And it's like, what, what are we going to find out? It's right crazy. And they're all going to look bad. <laughs> they're they're all, no I, look- I mean, that was the only satisfying thing, that, which felt different about this impeachment is just... Because the last impeachment, we knew he wasn't going to get convicted, and we didn't know he was going to leave office in a week, and it just was so painful to watch. But this time, it was just, I felt, at this time, we had the confidence that they, that they were wrong. A sentiment I've been seeing going around more in recent days that really makes this all hit different, even though it's quite obvious, is that this wasn't just, just this wasn't an attack on the Capitol. It was an attack on our country. It's almost like, because the Capitol was... That was the point of it. It was where the business was going down that they objected to. It was so tied to Trump and it was so tied to the MAGA people's argument that it's almost that like the location makes us, almost blurs to us what actually happened. This was a terrorist mm-hmm. attack on mm-hmm. our country. Like I almost wonder had all of our lawmakers, had this been, um, let's say after I mean, who knows, something could happen after. But let's say this happened after everything and it wasn't so tied to this moment that Republicans had made seem like it was up in the air whether Trump was going to win and that there was reason to try to disrupt this process. But let's say this happened like two weeks from now where all of our lawmakers or a lot of them happened to be in a building together for another reason. Yeah. And this happened. I think that maybe that would be more clear because it wouldn't have attached to it. Well, they were upset about the voter fraud. Mm -hmm. It would, there would be more clarity about it where it's like, I'm just trying, we need to separate what they were yeah. arguing for against the act, even though there is no reason to indulge their arguments. It's mm-hmm. just, like you said, it's a crime. It was a deadly siege on our country. Yeah. It was a terrorist attack on our country, nothing less. And that's what's so frustrating with Kevin McCarthy saying all this stuff about like, you know, still, I mean, in saying all these things and also still voting against impeachment um it's just like you you peddled this lie that drove these people to want to in this moment invade however like it's clear that they've known that this group of people are dangerous because you know they spoke to the fbi director and what like last year and they said the biggest threat to our nation is white supremacy domestic terrorism and we are finally seeing that really come to fruition. And I don't think that it's going to be the end of it because these people are being enabled by the Republicans in Congress saying that what they did was 
not against the law. That's basically what they just said. You know what I mean? Right. This insurrection. And so why? And then they're saying people like, oh, they don't want to vote no because they're afraid that they're afraid for their families. It's like, so you're saying that that extremism, terrorist extremism is working. You're saying it works because you, you are, aren't voting the way you want to vote because you're afraid. Like, yes, I understand the argument is hard, but like... I don't, I don't want to fucking hear Republicans are scared for their families when we're watching Jamie Raskin, who buried his son two weeks ago and almost lost his life in the Capitol insurrection and is still grieving as the lead impeachment manager doing his constitutional duty. I don't really want to care. I don't really want to hear about how Republicans mm. feel about their families. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I was, so I, my brother-in-law is a history teacher and he's like, he's like the person I go to for like historical context. I'm like, cause I'm like, I'm like, I want to read something that's like, what is this going to be like? What is this similar to like any sort of conflict in the past? And I was like, what can I read? Like, is it similar to like, and he's like, honestly, I, I think we're in like some new waters. Like you might be able to find something, but this is pretty all new. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, really? So oh it's my God. like, we're just like navigating don't know. Yeah. I just realized I might've sounded callous. I don't think anything should happen to Republicans families. I just think, yeah. don't think that excuse justifies them claiming they can't do the right thing. Cause we talked about on the podcast a lot yesterday in that clip I actually sent you this morning about mm-hmm. how like it already wasn't a peaceful transition of power. Mm-hmm. It already wasn't. It already isn't the violence that they're going to undertake. They are going to undertake when Trump is removed, whether that is because it is the end of his term or it is because tomorrow for whatever reason he might be removed. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. 
They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash fever dream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash fever dream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash fever dream. So many members on the Democratic side took the opportunity to point out that the attack on our country was a culmination of this white supremacist president's vitriol. Let's listen to Cory Bush describe this in a cool 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you. And I yield. Back. I thought that was so important when she noted we had a mandate because that's so true. What happened over mm-hmm. the summer, I feel like had a huge impact on what happened in this election cycle. And mm-hmm. I think it was such an important point to make. It's really amazing that she's there. I'm really excited to like hear more of all the shit she's going to like all the like the things she's going to say. She's like a great communicator and she's passionate. And I think she's a very smart person. I'm excited to See what she does. Yeah, she was apparently booed after she said this. After the black woman said, as she tweeted it, she tweeted herself, Corey Bush. Okay, so you're gonna boo the black woman talking about white supremacy? I know from Ferguson. Like, I know. <laughs> I think she's a. Uh, I think she knows what she's talking about. She and AOC. I was talking to Dylan about this this morning because he's from Missouri, which is, uh, you know, they have Josh Hawley, and then the St. Louis area has Corey Bush, and people like Corey Bush and AOC. They just prove that the the gatekeepers of politics, like they mean nothing. These artificial Mm -hmm. barriers, they don't actually make you smarter or more clever or a better public servant. They just cost money. They require privilege. They're just hoops to jump through. And when you have these incredible women and people of color and people from more diverse socioeconomic backgrounds in Congress, it exposes how useless all of those barriers are and how we don't need them and they have nothing to do with talent. So of course they're so threatened by them. Also, how bad they are at their jobs. Yeah, you know, useless. it's like they don't do them. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck do they do? You know. So I think we talk about a lot is like this, like idea of like nepotism and passing on the baton in that way. It just like breeds people not like trying hard because they've just been giving them been given things. They don't work hard because they've been. Yeah, given. you made a whole podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the article now moves to the Senate, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said Trump won't face his trial until after Biden is sworn in next week. So let's talk about the inauguration. We are less than six days out from swearing in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Woo. Woo. Um, <laughs> I'm not, my hands aren't sweating. I don't feel it. I don't know. It doesn't feel real. I mean, I did just, I mean, can't relate, but I'm currently experiencing my my last period of the Trump administration. And so I'm just like, oh, this is the last time it's going to be this bad. Hopefully. <laughs> I can just relax next time. Yeah. Of this um, Trump administration. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously amid a deadly pandemic killing thousands of Americans a day, this was always going to be a subdued affair. Lady Gaga and Jayla will perform during Wednesday swearing in. I love that Lady Gaga and Joe Biden are like BFFs. It's very cool. 
I know. It's amazing. I'm so happy. I love this for them. She like, she sang at the, at the last day of his campaign in Pennsylvania. And then um, they also did like all that work together about um, sexual right. assault on college campuses. And she like wrote that whole song and was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I forgot that Joe Biden played a role in that. <laughs> I could do a whole deep dive of like Lady Gaga's political career on the Betcha Up. If anyone wants we, to hear that. I think <laughs> Yeah. I Let me know. I would be interested in hearing that. <laughs> Special guest Lady Gaga. Yes. Well, I mean, if she comes on, then yes, obviously. <laughs> the event will be held on the west front of the U.S. Capitol. On Wednesday evening, there will be an inauguration special hosted by Tom Hanks, including performances from Demi Lovato, Justin Timberlake, and Aunt Clemens. Wow. What a night. Well, I mean, what an upgrade from the celebrities at the last inauguration. I'm bringing competence back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. JT, is he on this podcast? (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. No, I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to be excited. Night. I'm excited. I just ordered. We have cool wine glasses that say keep calm and carry on and treat yourself. And I am excited to use them. Oh, a little plug. How exciting is it that Trump won't be tweeting? We won't be distracted by some asshole making snide comments. It's magnificent. It's like, he's like one of those people. It's like, just enjoy it, man. Like, like when you're watching like a movie, he's like, oh, that would never happen. Like, we don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> I know. It's really magnificent. And the fact that his last tweet, we'll never forget, his last tweet was saying that he's not going. Yeah, exactly. So Joe Biden will be skipping his planned Amtrak ride from Delaware to D.C. amid security concerns. If you didn't know this, Joe Biden is famously like a mascot for Amtrak. He has been waiting 30 years for this Amtrak ride. I guess since he first ran for president. Yeah. However, after a briefing from FBI and Secret Service officials, Biden's team agreed that the 90-minute train ride should be called off. What a bummer. This feels like the terrorist one, but I get it. This is their last win. Honestly, like, between the pandemic and between all this crazy shit going on, Biden, just stay inside, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Please. We're all fine with it. We're all... I saw... I was, like, looking at the, the Biden inaugural committee... It's just selling like the most darling <laughs> merch. It's just they're sending like commemorative tickets and uh-huh. they're really doing the most and it's wonderful. They're great. Yeah, nice. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. 
When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. On a less warm note, let's talk more about the security concerns and preparation around Wednesday's inauguration. And in this, we're going to talk more about just some of the security findings that we haven't gone into depth in on this podcast. And as Brian mentioned, you know, we're going to learn more and more as, as the days and weeks and months and years go by after this sort of unprecedented attack. So the FBI has warned police chiefs nationwide to be on high alert amid uh, threats additional threats on our nation's capital and in all 50 state capitals. In Washington alone, up to 20,000 National Guardsmen and hundreds of city, federal, and state police will, on patrol, will be on patrol. I'm sure a lot of us saw those really unsettling images of National Guardsmen hunkered down in the Capitol yesterday. It was something that I don't think I expected to see mm-hmm. outside of like a, a scripted series in my life. That's what I was going to say. It looks like a movie or like a television show. It really does. Airbnb has canceled and refunded all reservations in and around Washington, D.C. for the next week. Seems smart. One really sinister thing complicating the security prep is that, you know, we now have reason to believe that people inside the Capitol, whether it's those vested to keep lawmakers safe or our actual elected representatives, are themselves the security threats. More than a dozen law enforcement officers and current and former military officials are reported to have taken part in the insurrection that killed a Capitol Police officer last week. At least three military veterans have been implicated. Of course, Ashley Babbitt, who gave her own life in service of far-right extremism, was a military veteran. We know that members of the Capitol Police have been suspended while higher-ups investigate why some appeared friendly and sympathetic to insurrectionists. Also, people keep referring to insurrectionists as having zip ties to detain Congress members. That alone is scary enough, but I've seen other military members and veterans just really try to clarify that these weren't zip ties. These were 27-inch restraints. The things these people were wearing were they were prepared to get into a serious confrontation. The Mm -hmm. way that they were commanding people to go through windows were were tactics you would probably only know if you were in the military. The one, the one, one of the dudes, this fucking stupid motherfucker, he was like wearing, like he was one of the guys wearing with the zip ties and he was wearing like full combat gear, helmet, whatever. He had a camera on his chest and recorded everything. And they have that. It's like, what were you doing? Like, yeah, perpetrators were dumb this time. Thankfully. Totally. They live stream their own crimes. Yeah. They take after their leader. They just don't even try to hide. What you're talking about before was what kind of freaked me out the most when you said like the thing that's complicating the security prep is that there's reason to believe that people inside the Capitol are actually themselves security threats. When you think about it, you're like, Oh my God, because like, that is just, it's like the call is coming from inside the house. It's really, really scary. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, 
I am the least sort of alarmist person maybe in the SEP universe. I, I try really hard to be really careful and, and I just can't believe I wrote that sentence and read it <laughs> because that's yeah. the facts. Like this is absolutely true and accurate. And it's like when people look at this, you know, as we're getting more distance from what happened, you know, the original response was like, how did all of these, I don't think this, but it's like, how did all of these like MAGA hicks manage this? And it's like, they didn't. They had members of the previous members of the military and, and people that knew what they were doing, helping them. That's not what happened. They knew what, some of them knew what they were doing. There were former Olympians there. There were real estate oh agents. There were like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like th- these are people, these are just people, everyday people. Like, like the person that you go to the fucking store and get your socks from, like very well could have mm-hmm. been at that fucking thing like they're definitely like the bad real estate agents where like that makes sense because their only job is to open the door (laughs) yeah (laughs) here you go maybe they like lit a candle that smelled like cookies that's the the extremist yes that's that's the extreme they'll go to yeah so amid this there are genuine concerns among security officials that armed members of military and law enforcement could pose a threat to joe biden and kamala harris i want to be clear that nobody or Nobody thinks this is systemic within law enforcement or the armed forces at this point, as in people participating in another deadly situation. Maybe that's naive of me, but that doesn't seem to be the suggestion, but it takes one person or two people. Um, You know, I was reading about an expert saying this. He's like, nobody thinks this is systemic, that all of the military wants to be part. No, no, nobody's suggesting that. Mm -hmm. But it was probably only a few who were able to aid and abet the MAGA terrorists in getting through the door. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, retired army officer representative Jason Crow of Colorado, he was in some of the really striking images of that day. He does have greater concerns. He called the rise of extremism and white supremacy in the ranks a crisis issue. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Miley, wrote in an unprecedented letter to forces. He basically wrote condemning the sedition and warning troops to follow the law and that their oath was to the constitution. This is the same guy who appeared with Trump during the assault on White House protesters over the summer and later apologized for doing so. We're at a, it got bad, Brian. It got real bad. Yeah, I mean, there were so many breaking points, like you saying that, like, like them doing that when they when they gas protesters so they could take a photo, like a picture. That should have been the breaking point, you know? <laughs> like, there's yeah. so many, like, when they, like, when, like, all of these terrible things that he's done before, and it's like, yeah, no shit he thought he could get away with a fucking attempted coup. Like, because of all the shit that he's been able to get with up until now. So, uh, oh man. Four years ago, he said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. And here we are. Here we are. Five people died from mm-hmm. the riot and insurrection that he caused. And literally, and he's getting away And absolutely, people will have, we know how this virus works. People will, will die as a result of what was a super spreader event, whether they mm-hmm. had anything to do with it or not. We already have many members that have tested positive. Some of them are on the older side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully, you know, at this time next week, We'll be sitting in a Biden administration. They yes. will be working on the trial to ban Donald Trump from ever holding office again. And maybe a new $2,000 stimulus package will be mm-hmm. on, in the in the work. So We'll be memeing Lady Gaga. It's going to be great. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, there are things to be positive and optimistic about, I would say. <laughs> yes. Same. If anything, he still can't tweet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <gasps> Okay, until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Badges Up Podcast. 
But That Just Up podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SupPod at Betches.com. Betches.